Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, May the 26th, 2023, and we're continuing our study of the big book in the chapter Into Action on page 83, the fourth paragraph, the fourth line. We will not regret the past. Reading through two sentences and ending with, and we will know peace. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Matthew G, 12 traditions, Lori S, and readers of the text, Tenzin P, Sigrid F, and Anne Marie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, May the 26th, sorry, 25th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 20293, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 20294. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Matthew G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. This is Matthew G., compulsive overeater in Paris. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for allowing me to be of service. Thank you, Matthew G. And Lori S. will read the 12 traditions. Welcome, Lori.
Lori, please press star one to unmute. I'm so sorry Can I be that. heard? Thank oh, there you are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Good morning, everyone. This is Lori S. from Texas, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or communities or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to be a servant. Thank you, Lori S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter Into Action, page 83, the fourth paragraph, the fourth line. We will not regret the past, all through two sentences, ending with, and we will know peace. Tens of tens. Could you read for us, please? Thank you very much, uh, Tenzin P. Checking in from New York. Uh, gracefully recovering, compulsive eater. All right. Um, and so we're in the promises, the ninth step promises. How wonderful! So the third and fourth sentences of the promises are: 
We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Hmm. I'm, you know, usually we read a paragraph at a time on this meeting, and that's really nice. But I'm so glad that we're breaking it down to just two sentences uh, each day as we go through the promises, because they are so rich, and it's such a a, a big part of the process. So um, I looked up regret. So what does it say about regret? It says to be sorry about. It also says to mourn, to grieve, to feel sorrow, to blame oneself for. Um, you know, so so the point is uh, that that we are arriving at not blaming us ourselves for the past. Yes, it's fine for me to grieve about the harm that I did to not only other people but myself because of all that I didn't know before I was in recovery. And the more I am in recovery, the the more shocking and awesome it is, uh, not awesome, maybe the wrong word, but how shocking it is, uh, the things that I did automatically that were so harmful to myself and others. And so here in the eighth and ninth step is where I get to really review that uh, so deeply. So, um, you know, regret. So another, so instead of um, being obsessed and blaming myself, uh, in the eighth and ninth step, this is about acceptance of the causes and conditions of what happened. But it's also, as I am reminded often by my, my sponsors and my uh, wonderful support people, since I'm doing another round through the eighth and ninth step now, um, I'm reminded that I wouldn't behave that way now. Um, so it's, you know, learning to have compassion for myself. It doesn't mean I'm lying down doing nothing. It's, it's a very uh, active compassion. And that's where the eighth and ninth step come in. It's very active. I still have some shame. And so this is a process. You know, and I get to not, okay, we will not, we will not shut the door on it. Um, So I don't shut the door on any of those feelings, including the shame. Coming to know how I have behaved with regard to myself is so important. And if I don't bring it to the surface with compassion and in the presence of God and other people that are my supports, it'll still be somehow stuffed down in there. And then we will, uh, I forgot to set my timer in, so you'll let me know when. Um, We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. I would say that's also a process. I am more aware as I come through the steps another time of that I still have a lot of anxiety kind of hidden underneath. So um, coming to know um, it's, it's just a process. Uh, thank you very much. I look forward to having what to hearing what everyone has to say, and I'm so so grateful to be in this program for the rest of my life. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Tenzin T. You know, I'm so sorry. I've just absolutely blanked out. 
I don't know if I read this part, so please bear with me if I did. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except speakers can be muted. And the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back ADG. and let others have And please say your name just once as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? And I heard Katie G. Pamela P. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Janet P. Sigrid F. John M. Okay, can I just tell you who I heard, please? Whoops, just getting the last one down. Here's who I heard. ADG, Pamela P, Janet, Sigrid F, John A, I believe, and Anna Marie M. So that's our lineup for this morning. And Katie G, could you get us started, please? Hey, Lynn. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, recovered <clears throat> in Boston. And, um, you know, the one of the lines that really stuck out for me is, like, ever since I was little, I've always lived in shame and regret and self-hatred. When I was a little girl and I was learning to write stories, I wrote a story about a little girl who lies to her mom and says that she's allowed to eat candy bars. And she ends up in the land of, oh, no. And at the age of six or seven or whatever it was, I drew pictures of people in the land of Ono oh with handcuffs behind their back. And I lived a double, triple life. I mean, of course I regretted the past. And what brought me into the rooms from um, just going to Overeaters Anonymous meetings, what brought me into the rooms of the big book is that I wanted to meet someone. I wanted to meet someone and have a relationship with them but I hated myself so much and I was so ashamed of all the things that I had done, all the um, sexual and, and ways I'd hold, held hostages. I literally couldn't walk down the street without um, a baseball hat. You know, and I can honestly say today, I have no secrets. Um, I, I don't regret the past. I know who I have been. Um, my spouse knows who I have been. And, and I couldn't have a relationship with someone if I was still, you know, in regret, shame, and remorse. And, um, you know, the other thing that's amazing is, you know, when I do make mistakes, I just show up and own my mistake. You know, Hubs came home and I had made a few mistakes. And instead of, like, groveling and putting on a baseball hat and defending myself, I said, you're right, I made a mistake. So there's no drama around it. 
you know, the other thing that's amazing is serenity and peace. And um, serenity can kind of not really work for me sometimes as a word, but I looked it up and it says not so troubled by life ups and downs. And for me, addiction is chaos. Addiction is loss of control. Addiction is, um, you know, the complete opposite of serenity. And for me today, like um, in the dictionary, you know, talking about not being so troubled by life's ups and downs. Like last night um, at 11 o'clock at night, my daughter had had the croup, you know. And in the past, her having the croup, well, I wouldn't have had children because like, that's a whole other issue. But let's say I did. Um, her having the croup would have been my drama. It would have been like high drama. I would have gotten food to go with me. I would have, you know, posted to every single person that I knew that this thing was happening. I didn't have to do that, right? Like she had the croup. She couldn't breathe. We talked. Um, we called 911. My husband went this morning at 3 a.m. I went and got her. You know, and I don't, I can match calamity with serenity. Like, okay, that happens, so then I move on. And what a gift. Like, what a gift that I don't have to make a drama out of every single thing. And that's only because of God and these 12 steps. And, of course, and I'll just wrap with this, of course, all of you, God with skin on, that are teaching me how to be a grown-up in this world. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Pamela P., it's your turn, followed by Janet. Good morning, Pamela. Yes, hi. This is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. God bless all you. I really meant that. Great meeting, great people. Um, so, well, I got from the path grad uh, when I was going to say when I was a little girl, um, I was abused a lot mentally, emotionally, physically, physically and mentally by my mother, and I was sexual abused. I went to pedophile ring for two, you know, like two summers in the half of my life. And so when I see this, like today, I'm going to do a lot, um, you know, a lot of restriction because of being a new place and taking care of helping, taking care of my boyfriend, mother, it kind of restricted me. And some of her behavior reminded me the behavior of my mother. And almost like reliving my childhood and reliving some uh, horrific thing that happened to me. And I, I'm just they're praying for a change because I'm cracking up mentally and emotionally. With the food have been calm, so all my feeling and coming to surface and like anger and rage, I had a hole at a child. And then to combat to it, I was human trafficking for three months. And so all the feeling coming up any day in restriction. I enjoy being restricted with the food, but it be harder when everything else is restricted in my life. So I'm just praying to God to don't pick up no matter what. Um, and I'm just trying to hold my feeling down. And when I do that, the food thought and the food behavior come up. And so I'm just struggling with a lot of things. I'm just praying to God. That all I had it got, and I do thank God for my partner. It's not easy living with somebody who has so much PTSD and this disease. But the last thing was said quickly. I thank God for the fellowship. Without the fellowship, I would be gone. I thank God for my sponsor. I do thank God for my partner, and I pray for all your daily. Please try. You know, I don't want recovery for everyone. It's a beautiful gift from God. I pass. Thank you, Pamela P. 
Janet, it's your turn, followed by Sigrid S. And Janet, can we please have the initial of your last name? Sure. Good morning. This is Janet B. from New Jersey, recovered from compulsive eating. So what a line. We will not regret the past. I mean, this was my past. I couldn't stop eating, right? That's common to all of us. I, I mean, I really couldn't stop. I was throwing up six times a day. I had to have surgery on my esophagus because of the damage I'd heaped on it. I was a nasty person. I would go out with guys and I would categorize them as either a GC or an MT, a good catch or a meal ticket. And I thought that was just so cool the way I categorized them. I used people. If I had a boyfriend and he wasn't paying attention to me, I would just get a razor and cut myself up. And one time I just told him I'd been raped. I hadn't had him take me to the hospital for a fake rape exam. That's the kind of past I had. I don't regret it one bit because for me, it's an opportunity to show that what God can do. God took me out of that mess. The first thing he did is he removed that food obsession. Me, who was throwing up six times a day, have been abstinent now for decades. He removed my food obsession and he changed my heart so that it just pains me to think of how I treated people in my past. I went back and I made amends to the ex-boyfriend who I'd faked the rape with. I went back, I made amends to the hospital where I got a fake rape exam. And where did he bring me? Into the next promise, into the land of serenity and peace. I had serenity when my husband had his second heart attack. I had serenity when he lost his job. I had serenity when my mom passed after a battle with Alzheimer's. And by the way, that all happened within two weeks of each other. Because this beautiful book gives me a formula for serenity on page 68. It says, I'm in the world to play the role that God assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think he, we think God would have us, and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? So not only did he take me out of the gutter of the food obsession, he gave me a formula to have serenity no matter what life throws at me. All I have to do is surrender to his will as best I can, trust him with the results, and then I can have serenity and peace and, of course, abstinence no matter what the circumstances in my life. And, of course, I don't want to shut the door on that path now because that's how I can help others and help to show just the magnificent love of our God who's just waiting to launch search and rescue missions for any addict who reaches out to him. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janet B. Sigrid F., it's your turn, followed by John. Please go ahead, Sigrid. Thanks, Lynn, for your service today, and good morning, everyone. This is Sigrid F., in, recovered in South Florida. So these lines made me think about how even before program, God was working in my life. There were, just like any person who grew up in an addictive home, there were terrible things that happened. And even after that home, there have been really difficult and hard things that have happened in my life. And when you're going, when I was going through them, you know, I very much felt the victim. And 
you know, I, I didn't understand. I did believe in God, and I didn't understand that God was working on my behalf when these terrible things were happening, because how could, how could God allow that? But over time, I've come to see that each of those things was a catalyst in my life. It was a catalyst for something better, for something beautiful to be planted and grow in high, you know, difficult things in my childhood home, lots of things, including my brother committing suicide and my parents uh, acting out in all kinds of crazy ways. And um, one of those ways was my mother took me to synagogue instead of going to church. And at 15 years old, I grasped onto Judaism. Why? I don't know, but it fit me. And when I went to college a few years later, I met my soulmate. And he was Jewish, and he would not have married a Christian girl. God was working in my life. And there are so many examples like that that I could give you where I didn't understand what was going on, and I did feel like the victim. But out of that awful thing, God has shown me the outcome is his, and all I need to do is my footwork, and I need to trust God. And if I can do that, I can live with serenity. Having the food down and trusting God with the past and the future and living in the present, practicing these steps, I, I, know, I actually do know what serenity means, and I want to hold on to it way more tightly than I wanted to ever hold on to the food. It's, it, it is far uh, the way I live now is a miracle uh, compared to the way that I used to live and be in the food. I'm so grateful. I, I'm not saying I don't have challenges. My life still has plenty of challenges, believe me. But today I understand that God's watching out for me. I may not always understand why things happen, and I don't need to. And maybe I never will. But I've seen it often enough where something beautiful has grown, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sigrid F. John, it's your turn, followed by Anne-Marie Orton. And could you please have the initial of your last name, John? John M. from South Carolina. Uh, as I read the... Can you hear me? Yep, thank you, sir. As I read the bottom of page 83, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Two sentences, but holy mackerel, what, what they mean and how they're significant in my life is just uh, indescribable. I'm beginning to believe that uh, I will have this happiness and I will know this freedom, just beginning to believe it. And that God, my higher power, can do for me what I can't do for myself right now and to accept myself that I cannot do it instead of beating myself up and calling myself a wimp. So I'm just so pleased, and I'm just going to hang in here until... The miracle happens until my uh, teeth drop out. I'm going to stick around. 
Um, I'm just happy to be here, and a special shout-out to all those who have helped me and are still helping me along the way. Thanks for letting me share. And thank you, John M. Anne-Marie M., it's your turn. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Good morning, Lynn. This is Anne-Marie M. from South Carolina. Recovered compulsive overeater through God's grace, always through God's grace and by me working the steps. So I had always thought that I hadn't gotten this, I will not regret the past because of my second marriage um, brought me and my daughter down a very dark path. And for the longest time, I thought to myself, I'll never stop regretting that. How could I regret? How could I not regret that? But I'm grateful today to know that I don't regret it. It is um, like it was just uh, mentioned uh, by one of the other people that spoke. Uh, it's a way that I can be helpful to other people that have been down that that dark path. Uh, I, you know, God doesn't let these things happen. God gave us free will. This is my belief, that God gave us free will. And unfortunately, those that take the free will and do as they may and hurt other people, innocent people are affected. So I don't blame myself anymore. I used to sit in pity with blame for choosing this man and going with him and having all the bad things happen to both my daughter and I, I no longer look at it like that. It was uh, an experience. It wasn't a good experience. It was a bad experience. But it's one that I can share with others and that maybe that I can share hope. And and that's why I don't want to shut the door on it. I want to remember and be able to be of service to other people. And comprehending the word serenity and no peace. I can I I still have fears, I bring them to God. I worry, I bring them to God. And the peace comes and the serenity comes because I know that my God is for me. He is not against me. My God loves me and he wants the best for me and he's holding my hand through all, any difficulty that I go through. So it's not you know, when I thought I'm gonna, um, I'll know, I'll comprehend the word serenity. I thought, well, I, I'm never gonna have any problems. I'm gonna, you know, be going through life, uh, skipping and hopping and feeling good. Um, and that's not true. Uh, I do have I difficulties. Oh, and, but God is with me through them all. So, pass. Thanks. Thank you, Anne Marie M. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, which would be Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Marcy R.S. Christina J. Rachel, Rachel K. R. Cheryl Rachel. L. from New Hampshire. Okay. 
let me tell you who I heard, and I'm sorry, I didn't get too many people. I believe I heard a Marsha. The Marsha RSA. I'm sorry, is that Marcia? Marcy. M-A-R-C-Y-R-S-E, ma'am. Marcy R? Marcy R-S-E. S is Sammy and Ernie. Mrs. E, call me. Christina J, somebody R, and Cheryl L. Who did I miss, please? R. Sorry, who R? Rosa R. Rosa R. Anyone else? Okay. We'll go with that lineup. And again, I apologize. I'm not catching your name, but I think it's Marcia RSE. Uh, thank you. I'm on speakerphone because I'm deaf in one ear. So if you have trouble understanding me, let me know. I'll take myself off speaker. Yeah. Really. I have to say time real please clear. Take now. Your, please take yourself off of speaker. Okay, well, Thank you have you. to say time really loud because I'm deaf in one ear. Thank you. Marcia, now we can't hear you at all. Here Sorry. I am. I'm muting myself by accident. This is Marcy, RSC, from beautiful Wayne, New Jersey, grateful, recovering, compulsive over your food addict, and glutton, not to be special or unique by those two add ons. That's just why I identify as I have a love relationship with food, everything about food. And I'm grateful to recovering one day in this time, in this program since 1994. And I, like I said, I'm from beautiful Wayne, New Jersey. my hometown where I was born and raised. I plan to be here until the day I die, God willing, unless God has enough, something else to plan in, in mind for me. Anyway, well, I have a lot of regret the pastor wish to shut the door on it. Well, but as, as a child growing up, I was raised in a very loving, a loving, caring family. And there was always lots of, there was always lots of, everything centered around family, but also centered around food. And when I, as I got older, I was, I was a long way from Miracle Child, and I was overprotected. And my mother was a very, was very low and stuff, but she was also at, overprotected, there was overbearing and controlling and stuff. But she did the best she could, and she did everything she could for me and my sister. She sacrificed everything, as did my dearly departed father. Anyway, but as I got older, I turned more and more to the food, and I really got out of control of it. And I, I always, so I always believed in God. I always, I always loved my religion, everything about it. I was into it. I never developed a personal relationship with God until until I came to OA and had a spiritual awakening at my very first meeting. And, but then I let that go all the way, so I chose a chronic relapser for almost my whole career in OA until until recently. And now now I'm finally learning to talk to God as I talk to my friend. And every morning, the first thing I tell him is that I'm grateful I'm alive because there's times that I almost died, three or four times I almost died as probably due to this disease. It's really a fatal, baffling, cutting, powerful disease. Anyway... So now I can talk to God. I put him first and foremost most of the time, not all the time. But I still take my will back because I'm not perfect. I'm only human. I mess up. I still mess up with the food sometimes. I haven't binged in about five or six years, thank God. And so anyway, what I 
Well, I turn, I turn, I surrender to God. I put him first and foremost. That's why I choose to call my higher power on him. Well, I don't know what, or, what, or who he or she is. I don't know how he works, but he does. It, he does work. And he works. He works. He works in me through other people in the in the fellow. Thank you, and through other people. So I put God first and foremost. The food is in his place for the most part. And so I'm very grateful to always to God for his for his life. For his life-changing miracle, one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Marcia RSE. Kristen J., it's your turn, followed by Rosa R. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning, Lynn. It's Christina J. from North Carolina, and grateful to be on the line this morning. <clears throat> it's been a tough week. My mom is uh, failing rapidly. And um, that's a whole nother awakening. But um, yeah, this uh, program does bring us to a great awakening of ourselves. And I'm so grateful for that. I went through life just um, chasing myself. (laughs) It's such a great image, chasing myself, my desire systems, what I wanted out of life. And um, I didn't think about other people that much. I thought about what I could get out of them, and I was being nice. So I thought uh, everyone should like me because I'm being nice. I had one lady in particular that I, um, she cut me off one day out of the blue after several years and said, I don't want anything more to do with you. And that cut me to the core because, you know, I can't take rejection. I wasn't in program at the time. And uh, I wrote her a letter at that time apologizing for what I did not know. Years later, doing my four-step work, God revealed to me what my part was. And uh, I wrote another amends letter, letter with the help of my sponsor. But I, you know, regret really sticks out. And I don't regret the past. I don't wish to shut the door on it. But the, because it teaches me, it brings me sadness to think of how I was. And it brings me great joy to be waking up and learning how to not be on autopilot numb with people, places, and things, especially now with my mom. You know, this this whole thing has just blown up, and it was because my family knows about autopilot numb. And she's she's not in program, and there's regrets, and there's resentments, and it's spewing all, you know, spewing all out. But this woman that I hurt indirectly, uh, not knowing I was hurting her, I, had, I was so obsessed. I had dreams about it. And I still feel sad about it. But you know what that sadness does for me? It reminds me every day not to treat people that way. And when people I've treated uh, distant and, oh, yeah, and I've judged them secretly in my mind, and then they die of cancer, my heart breaks because I was an asshole. I didn't take the time to get to know them, to treasure them. We are so precious. And we just go through life. Hello, how are you? You know, it's, we need each other. And I know we don't fall in love with everyone. We don't become friends with everyone. But not to treat people distant and to secretly judge them and to, you know, cut them away from ourselves. um, But to really take the time to say, how are you today? You know, be there for people. Take the higher road. This I'm preaching to myself, you know. Uh, So I am grateful for what God is showing me about how I was. This program is the great awakening of the self and how I chased that self for years because I was the most important one and my dreams and goals were the most important, you know, so that I still have sadness over that. Um, But I can live today 
and treat people with kindness, and especially my fellows. Love all of you. Three-minute ministries save my life every day. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Rosa R., it's your turn, followed by Cheryl L. Welcome, Rosa. Thank you, uh, Rosa R. in Colorado. Thank you for uh, all of the service on this meeting today. Um, oh, my goodness. I, Yeah, this is um, a line that I, I love, that we will not regret through the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace. Um, later on in the big book, uh, in the family afterward, it said, it says, cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. Um, and I really just think about, you know, how what I perceived as such a tragedy in my past or people who had really hurt me or wronged me or things that I had done that I felt so much shame around that I thought I could never accept about myself, um, things I kept hidden away. Um, This program has shown me that those things actually had the most important lessons that I have ever learned in my life. Um, One of them being that I cannot make another human my God. Um, And when I put anything in God's place that is not God, my life becomes unmanageable and it is just it's chaos uh, there is no peace there is no serenity um, but it also helps me to look at life everything that happens in life I might perceive it as good or bad um, but I have to remember I have a very limited human perspective and God's perspective is so much bigger and God knows what's best and something that may look like a tragedy to me could actually be uh, an immense gift, and um, God uses all things for good is what I have found to be true, um, and I am just so grateful to this program for that reminder um, one day at a time that, you know, the ebbs and flows of life, you know, are all also subjective. Um, I can't see the bigger picture, but God can, and um, I've just been blessed uh, to be a part of this program and grateful to share today. Thank you all, Pat. Thank you. And Cheryl L., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Cheryl. Good morning, everyone. My name is Cheryl L., calling from New Hampshire this morning. I'm grateful to be on the meeting and grateful to hear all of the shares today. Um, I really appreciate um, hearing people sharing about, you know, the past. Um, I came into um, another recovery program many, many years ago, and and the promises were so important to me um, that I read them, you know, day after day, so that I could really integrate that into my into my thoughts. Um, so here we are. We do not regret the past. Um, when I came in to program, I certainly did regret the past. I re- I regretted relationships that had failed. I regretted not saying the things that I I wanted to say to to people who have now passed away. Um, I regretted, you know, I I just regretted everything. Um, And, you know, through the the amends process, I've been able to to make some of those those regrets go away. Um, The second word that sticks out to me today is the word comprehend. You know, I, I once was a school teacher and and I taught reading. And, you know, we used to have students who would be able to read every word on the page perfectly, uh, but they didn't understand. They didn't understand what was in that reading. 
And so here I look at the word comprehend and I, and I realize that to me comprehend means to understand completely, to really grasp the, you know, the meaning um, of what this program is all about. Uh, and then the final, final word that really hits me today is the word know. And to me, um, you know, from, from spiritual readings, I, I, I hear that uh, the word know um, is a deeply spiritual meaning. And for me today, that means knowing God's peace. And, um, and I'm, I'm, working, I'm working towards that. I'm, I'm working on developing my spiritual um, knowledge and my awareness of a higher power. Um, thank you very much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Cheryl L. Uh, again, the line is now open for sharing on what we just read and all that we value your experience. We ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Larry G. Darian K. I heard Larry G, Darian K. Anyone else? Okay, Larry G, please go ahead. Uh, good morning, moderator. My name is Larry G. I'm from California. Uh, I am so grateful that this uh, fellowship, it's not a, a get current type of uh, group, that we actually study something of great substance and uh, can learn each day and also put into practice the principles. Uh, I, I, I went from uh, uh, three years ago, the bedevilments to uh, the promises. And I just, it's just shocking to me. It's amazing to me. A guy like me, a fellow like me, um, is uh, recovered today. Uh, early this morning, I woke up um, with a fear of economic insecurity. It's uh, something I've had to work on since childhood. And I, I got up, um, went to uh, our room where we have a prayer altar, prayer altar. and I, uh, I uh, did some prayer meditation went back to bed and um, to repeat it over and over again until I fell asleep, God, um, I surrender everything to you. And I fell asleep. Uh, now, in the past, three or four years ago, what would happen is I would have got up and gone to this uh, 24-hour crack store, got cake, ice cream, donuts, whatever it took, right? And on the way home, uh, promised that it was going to be different tomorrow, which never it never is. Uh, so how does a fellow like me go from um, that kind of thinking to getting up and going to God is is baffling to me. It's just as baffling as the disease. Because uh, where I came from, um, the fellow that woke up suffering from the fear of economic insecurity um, should have gone that Safeway, should have gone that store and and just um, put the food back on the, and just, uh, you know, Bought everything that, that I needed to do to numb out, and I did not last night. The, the first the first thought was to go pray, go pray, Larry. pray your God, um, give everything up to Him. 
Um, and all I've done actually is uh, when I met my first uh, sponsor in this program uh, was to completely surrender to the doctor's opinion. I think that's got to happen for all of us to get to be recovered. I surrender to that my I have a food allergy and that I have an abnormal mind. And I surrender to the fact that the, uh, the only relief is entire absence, entire absence from my, all of my alcoholic foods and compulsive food behaviors. And today I can sit here and tell you that uh, I'm at peace. Um, and I'm a, I'm a fairly happy guy and I have no drama in my life. And relationships are working well. And the promises are coming true. And I, uh, and I realize that one of the things we read at the end of the meeting is that more will be revealed. More will be revealed. Um, this is where I am today. Um, and I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. And I pass back to the moderator. Thank you. Thank you, Larry G. Darian Kay, it's your turn. Welcome, Darian. Oh, hi, Lynn. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Okay, awesome. Um, this is Darian Kay from the Berkshires in Massachusetts, gratefully recovered today, and so, so happy to be on the line with all of you. Oh, I thought of a lot of things. This brings up a lot. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, talk, I, I thought about my dear mom. My mom's been gone about seven years now, and Oh, I miss her greatly, but, you know, I remember her talking about, um, you know, you know, I think I shared with her about going to therapy or doing something, you know, to talk about the past, and she would say, well, why dredge up the past? Like, she made it really sound like, you know, don't, don't be thinking about that stuff, just move on, you know, and what did she do? She ate over it all her life. She battled her weight all her life, and that eventually, um, I think, took her life uh, for her immobility and, um, you know, lack of energy when it came to what, when she needed it most uh, to get rehab from a knee surgery. So, I, you know, I think um, for myself, I know how important it is to um, think about, um, you know, past situations and actually learn from them. You know, I also thought about, you know, I work with kids also, and, um, you know, and, and they, they like to get everything right if we're, we're doing something and I'm correcting it or something. And they'll be like, oh, I got that wrong. And I'm like, well, but it's okay. As long as we learn from it, it's okay. It's like not a big deal. Don't think that you have to get everything right. We can talk about this now. I know, a, you know, I know where you need help. And, um, you know, I need to apply that same um, you know, kindness <laughs> and compassion um, to myself, um, where I can make mistakes or I can look back at uh, past situations that I didn't handle so well and um, know that I can, I can make them better today because I know better today. I think that's what it comes down to, too. Like, I just didn't know better then, you know? Um, one thing I really regret is not spending more time with my dad, um, you know, and, and he passed away in 1982, a really long time ago, but, you know, and I was 19 at the time, and, you know, it just wasn't cool to hang out with dad, and <laughs> he was older, too, and I just, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't really want to hang out with him, and I regret that so much, you know, that I couldn't have that precious time with him, but I didn't know better at 19 that that was, you know, something that I would, that I would think about later on in life. So, you know, I think we have to just be super gentle with ourselves and, um, you know, just just pray about it and um, rid ourselves of that burden because it does really feel like a burden, um, you know, when we hold on to things. Um, but learn from them, too, and um, and not shut the door on it. Just 
like it says, comprehend the word serenity and no peace. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm aiming for today. <laughs> so um, thank you so much. I'll pass. Thank you, Darian Kay. We have time for one or two more shares. Who would like that time? Crystal P. Okay. I heard Crystal P. Was there someone else there? Chris G. Chris G. Okay. Crystal, if you take two minutes, we can get Chris in as well. So please go ahead, Crystal P. Hi, I'm Crystal P., recovered compulsive reader from Toronto, Canada. And um, when I read this, what it reminded me of is my relationship with my sister. I remember when I started to recover, um, I started to sort of move so far away from everything that she knew that she started to, you know, um, sort of cling on to me. You know, she, she, was, she just felt like I was slipping away from her fingers. And it just, like, I just wanted to get rid of her. Like, it was just like, leave me alone. I remember standing in the grocery store about three or four years ago and I was talking to my sponsor and saying, like, she disgusts me. Like, I, I don't, I just want to scrape her off me. She's just, like, she's um, this overweight girl. She's clingy. She's needy. She's manipulative. She's everything, you know, that, that I hate. And then, and that's when I realized that she was a mirror to me of everything that I was. And I couldn't bear to look into the mirror of what I used to be like. And I remember my sponsor said to me, that it's okay, just keep working the steps and one day you're going to wake up and this anger and disgust that you have for her will turn to compassion. And when you have compassion for her, you will finally have had compassion for who you used to be. And today after, you know, and it wasn't one moment in, in time or one step or anything. It was over the course of four years of consistently applying these principles to every aspect of our relationship and today I can look at her with nothing but just love. She is my best friend. She's my maid of honor to be. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And when I look at her, all I see is her as a person. I don't see the mirror anymore. And even when I do see myself, from, and because I love her that way, now when I look at myself in the past, I have compassion. And I know, like, I was just a little girl with a disease. At, that really couldn't have done anything different. She was just fighting for her life. And I'm so grateful because these are not things I could have done myself. Thanks for letting me share. I passed. Thank you, Crystal P. And Chris G., you've got one minute. If you'd like to share, please go ahead, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, everyone today who shared. And I just want to talk about serenity. I didn't know serenity. Serenity was not my goal. I was in it you know, to lose weight. I was overweight. If I lost weight, then I'd be happy. That wasn't true. Serenity. I didn't know serenity and I didn't know peace. And, um, and if you don't have serenity and you don't know peace, you don't know what you want. And I didn't know what I wanted. And so uh, God gives me everything I want. And, and it's a gift from God. Thank you. Thank you, Chris G, and thank you to everyone who shared and to our fantastic team Friday and the service they gave us this month, Russ M, Matthew G, Lori S, Tenzin P, Sigrid F, Anne-Marie M, Leslie M, and Anne A. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today's meeting, Friday, May the 26th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 
is 20296. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Sigrid F., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Would be my pleasure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.